Welcome back to Tacos Tuesday. Um, today we have a very special guest. Someone I've been trying to get on for a couple weeks now. He's finally given us a bit of a, his special and precious time. We have Vince uh, Montero from Helium 10. How's it going, Vince? I'm well. How are you doing? Awesome. Awesome. Um, when thinking about this space and the topic that we're going to dive into, which I'll get into in a second, um, you're exactly the person I wanted to to actually get a hold of because you're in the weeds of things. You're actually um, looking in how to optimizing um, advertising and make things more efficient day by day. Um, I know at Helium 10, you're their senior product of marketing manager. Um, can you give a, a bit of um, detail into your current journey through Amazon PPC and what is your day-to-day look like? Yeah. So my background is in uh, really digital marketing. I've been doing it for 20 years. Uh, so I've seen a lot of different ways of doing uh, online advertising. Um, and my clients kind of moved towards Amazon about five years ago. Uh, and then, no, six years ago. Uh, and then by five years ago, it was I was just focusing strictly on Amazon PPC for my for my group of clients. Um, and then I moved to Helium 10 in, at the end of 2019, really to help them build out a PPC tool. Because at that time, Helium 10 didn't have a PPC tool. Um, Helium 10, for those that may not know, is a, a pretty broad uh, suite of tools, all for Amazon sellers. So everything from keyword research to product research. Um, and now uh, with the tool that I helped build, it's called Atomic. Uh, and that is your PPC uh, management solution. And so I'm basically in charge of all the marketing and the training for the tool, including my monthly series, which used to be a weekly series. But my monthly series used to be called Talk. It is called Tacos Tuesday. So I've been running Tacos Tuesday uh, in the in the U.S. <laughs> for uh, about a year and a half uh, since we launched uh, our, our original uh, PPC tool. Um, and again, I like to talk about you know tacos just probably as you do because it's a holistic measurement that we like to leverage in uh, when we talk about PPC and optimization. And we yeah. also include that metric uh, that total A costs. And total sales metric is also something that I've incorporated into Edtomic. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me and my background. No, that's, that's awesome to hear. I noticed that there's a very similar journey for a lot of um, people that are into digital marketing. I have similar similar story coming out of school, um, seeing um, traditional marketing was I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's an antiquated way of doing things, but um, e-commerce has become. a a large vertical within most people's businesses. And it's probably created the, it's probably closed the gap between that small mom and pop shop being able to start a business where it was probably near impossible, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely bridged that gap for a lot of people to expand probably way more than they even expected, especially uh, during, during COVID. (laughs) Yeah. A huge explosion. So now that everyone knows how important you are, um, I don't know about let's, that. <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into our topic. Um, sure. Today, what we're going to talk about, something I think gets a really bad rap. Um, a lot of people obviously know the core and basic of AWS is sponsored products. It's what most people run and push to generate their revenue. And obviously, sponsor brands is a, um, accelerated upon that. But one thing I believe that is super underutilized is sponsor display. Many mm-hmm. people are scared of it because of the potential risk of ACOS. And yeah. um, 
I think there's also just like a, a gap in knowledge in terms of most people optimizing and using it in terms yep. of its actual sheer focus. Mm-hmm. So when you think about sponsor display, um, how do you how would you utilize it through your previous clients, and mm-hmm. why do you think it's important? Um, sponsor display, product targeting specifically, is super important um, for branding and uh, visibility for brand new products. I mean, short of the search results page and the uh, sponsor brand um, ad that can appear at the top of search results, those are super powerful placements. But within the listings themselves, the actual product detail pages, sponsor display, product targeting specifically, just has the most prominent position. So Whenever you do a search and you actually click on a product, that's great. Maybe you use PPC to help get that shopper there. But once somebody is on your listing, there's a bunch of ads on that listing, on your listing, right? And it's at the top. There's like a little top stripe that's a, it's a sponsored display. There's an ad that's right below the buy box or the featured offer Amazon's trying to call it now. There's, a, there's uh, below the bullets. Uh, there's also, you know, that sponsored display position. So those are three extremely powerful uh, top of fold, uh, in most cases, uh, ad uh, placements that are sponsored display. So if, if you're not brand registered and you're not taking advantage, advantage of sponsor brand sponsored display, then you are not using that competitive advantage uh, on, your, on uh, your own product detail pages to protect your detail page. Um, and you're also not leveraging it, obviously, on maybe your top competitors. So you can be seen there in those top three positions. So it's an extremely powerful uh, way to get visibility on the detail page uh, more than any other campaign type. So definitely worth testing. Uh, I know uh, because of the, the placements, yes, the ACOS might be a little bit higher to start. But with any good optimization plan or tool, uh, or platform or solution, you will be able to manage that ECOS over time. Yeah, I completely agree. I look at it as a twofold situation where first, especially with product targeting, you can use it to um, show off your product line and add um, complementary items. One thing, one strategy that I like to use is if you have an item that complements the other, create a sponsor display product targeting, yeah. add that there so that you, you're able to circumvent the the Amazon's algorithm that has frequently bought together items. Right. This, this is, helps you generate more sales, groups your products together, and then also the um, the branding and messaging of how your product should be u- utilized actually um, is expressed through making those ads. And then obviously, um, the fun stuff is where you're able to also target your competitors, like yeah. look, doing a reverse Asian search, seeing what actual competitors are similar to you within the niche and um, price range, and then going further in and actually um, targeting them back and hopefully getting some generating some traffic from their sales and, and pushing a lot more. Yeah, this is especially good for people that maybe are newer. And let's say you are, you can't afford to necessarily target the top keywords that you want, right? Because those top keywords are super expensive for, uh, for search. Well, the workaround for that is well just target the competitors that are appearing on that first page right so you're taking advantage of the ppc strategy that your competitors have done and implemented by being present and appearing for those keywords that you're trying to target but you just can't get there 
but you're still taking advantage of that work because you're just on their detail page instead. So when a mm -hmm. shopper clicks on it, you sh your ad's still there. So it's a way to actually even potentially, if you look at it, save money on some of the keywords that might be kind of out of reach for you. Exactly. Um, I look at sponsor display sort of as the easiest one-to-one -one that Google ads would have. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Unlike sponsored products and sponsored brands, you're able to get some actual um, more customer knowledge than you would in, in any of the, of the, the three tiers. And you're able to utilize that and understand the actual market mm -hmm. and be able to push and create more brand awareness in ways that you really couldn't in the other other three. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the fear that people have about ACOS, it probably stems more around like the retargeting campaigns yep. or the audience campaigns. Um, so there's, you know, there's, there's, there's multiple types of sponsored display. Now there's, uh, you know, just product targeting, which is what we've been talking about, which is on detail pages, but there's also remarketing campaigns. And there's also now audience segmentation campaigns that you can yep, do yep. within Amazon as well. So there's three different forms. The audience one is still fairly new. That one I do see as being a higher ACoS uh, type of campaign because, again, whenever Amazon launches something new, typically that means they're still testing everything. So personally, I shy away from brand, brand new placements uh, from Amazon for a few months. So if, you know, if you've got people that are afraid of sponsored display, I would say just focus on the product targeting stuff first, the placements that we were talking about. And then, you know, once you get comfortable with that, then maybe try the retargeting campaigns. Retargeting campaigns work for some types of products, especially if they're consumables. Um, but some products don't work well for retargeting campaigns, but you, you really don't know until you actually just, just test. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Um, one question I have for you is with these large and big enterprise companies, I largely push them sponsor displays. So, so they're able to utilize their actual funds and build their brand very quickly with um, re remarketing ads, using mm -hmm. views, using search to push through. What mm -hmm. generates your strategy when you're faced with um, a seller with a very large ad spend and they've probably allocated five to 10% of that with um, sponsor display? Um, well, if they have a really big budget, what I try to allocate is more, more of that budget <laughs> for sponsored display, uh, because especially again, the product targeting version really like, I feel that that's going to get you the most visibilities that within Amazon is going to kind of, it really kind of holistically, uh, rounds out your whole strategy of PPC in general. So if you're looking at, uh, advertising on Amazon and you're appearing in sponsored brand that top position, you're appearing at the top of the sponsor product, the search results, you're, you're doing really good on the same placements on, um, you know, on detail pages. There's also product targeting of sponsor brands as well that you can do. So the sponsor, having sponsor display as well added to the mix really just rounds out the whole PPC account. And what we see or what I see is that when adding sponsor display uh, product targeting, it levels up really the entire PPC account. You start seeing, overall sales across all PPC increase uh, and organically too, you're seeing them increase. And that's because you just really have that much more visibility. There's that much more branding available uh, for your particular product. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really important to, if you're just launching sponsored display campaigns, brand new, you know, look at the data launch and then see if you see a lift, you should see a lift. If you're running sponsor brands and sponsored products already, and then a month later after sponsored display, I see, yeah, look at your sales from sponsored display. 
But I bet if you check your sales from sponsored products and sponsored brands as well, you'll also see an uptick in overall sales because um, that's we call I call it the better together strategy is mm-hmm. is is kind of what I what I what I coined it after we did a I did a sponsored display uh, case study last year yeah um, and that was featured in on the Amazon blog earlier this year and it's really about how to leverage PPC holistically and what the results of that that can be so. Um, I kind of went on a tangent there, but yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I, I, I really kind of feel like from a budget perspective, um, the main thing when you're just launching campaigns, obviously, is am I on 24 hours a day, right? Yeah. So if you're in a super competitive category, you just got to make sure you're not turning off because you're in data collection mode if you're launching these sponsors by campaigns right away. So you should know pretty quickly how much you're going to spend. So I would say my budget requests are just based on uh, you could do some research ahead of time to see, you know, what your CPCs might approximately be, but it's more about, you know, what I tell um, clients is, you know, let's just let's just launch this for a week. Let's see what the average daily spend is, and then we can talk about budget allocation. Because you really, when you're just launching things for the first time, doesn't matter what campaign type it is, you're in data collection mode, and you should be in data collection mode for two to four weeks, really, ideally a month, so that you can then look at that data set. And then trim out all the stuff that didn't work, focus on the stuff that did, and then really scale up that campaign after that. Um, for And that's, again, that's for product targeting. For the other campaign types, I would say if you've got budget, test them. Just go ahead and test them. Test the retargeting uh, capabilities. Test the new audience within Amazon audience uh, segments. Um, and again, when you're testing, you just got to keep in mind that means you got to be on. You got to be on 24-7 during that testing period. If your budget's too small and you're, t- you're turning off, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock in the, in the morning, obviously you're missing out an entire day and you're not really truly testing those campaigns out. So that could get expensive. Um, so it may not be uh, for the faint of heart for people with smaller budgets. But yeah, if you've yeah. got really, really big budgets, my suggestion is always let's just go all in on these for at least a couple of weeks and then allocate budgets af- after that based on results. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, typically, in terms of strategy for me, I, I 30 to 60 days, you're harvesting as much data as possible. You're trying to cast a wide net, ensure that you are able to make the right decisions so that you're heading into that that maybe day 60 to day 90 with um, as much knowledge as possible and you're pushing things forward. Right. Um, for any seller out there that I'm suggesting that could be listening to this right now, Q4 is approaching right within a few weeks you you should have probably already have been in the harvesting phase and understanding what are the keywords i'm going to double down on to actually um push forward for this next quarter because it's going to be amazon's highest quarter it is every month yep every year um and sponsor display is one way of doing such um one one way i really like to collect data is through search retargeting Mm -hmm. you're able to see um actually what are people actually searching up that's related to my product? How often is that actually happening? So mm-hmm. that you can figure out, A, is this keyword actually winnable? Should I double down on it? Should I go for it? And the sponsor display or retargeting to those people will give you understanding of, hey, I'm actually getting sales off of this word. Let's push this in sponsored products and go a lot further with this. Or let's make mm-hmm. a sponsored brand with this mm-hmm. and push yeah. a lot further with that. Um, yeah, absolutely. A good recommendation. Yeah. In terms of search, um, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of it, but do you tend to utilize that within your strategy? 
Uh, what do you mean? Um, when do, doing um, search retargeting, do you tend to use that a lot or is um, sponsored sponsor display product targeting generally the basis of your implementation? Yeah, that's the basis only uh, because it's the way to get uh, immediate feedback on the results of, of those campaigns. So um, yeah, again, it depends on the products. Uh, I've tested both and I've seen I've seen retargeting work for some types of products and for some types of products, it, it just absolutely does not. Uh, yeah. So, you know, whatever my strategy is, it's always based on testing and then looking at the results and then, you know, making decision, you know, from, from there. But I absolutely agree that it, right now really is a good time to be testing all different campaign types, right? Yeah. Even the other sponsor display, uh, product targeting, re, uh, retargeting, as well as the audiences, if you want to, you know, um, before the, you know, the holiday rush goes in and then you maybe get a lot of people that are just browsing, but, you know, do that research now um, so that you can then implement some of those keywords that you might find into your, into your PPC or some of those ASINs that you might find into your PPC strategy ahead of the, the Q4 rush. Yeah, I agree. And for all those people that um, felt like they missed on on Prime Day and they weren't able to actually mm-hmm. capitalize on as much, Amazon is doing it again. You guys have another chance. Use these type of campaigns, uh, collect crazy. as much data as possible, and yeah. smash October as much yeah. as much as you can. I would say. Yeah, Prime Day is um, going to be a big driver for for people doing uh, seeing the results of their campaigns and leading into into the holidays. So. We're, we're, we're at Helium 10. We're actually going to do like a, I think we're going to do like a whole other promotion around this new, this new Prime Day that's coming up just to get people ready for, uh, for the holidays. Yeah. I would say this is probably going to be one of the best Q4s we've seen. We have Black Friday. We have another Prime Day. We have the Christmas rush. It's, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, it's be busy. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's good for us. Um, one last question that I have for you is, um, the biggest question I, I hear from, from clients or anyone pretty much around is how many products should I be utilizing, um, this type of campaign, these, these campaign types, is that, um, should I only be using my top sellers? Should I be using it for a new product that I'm trying to launch and build from there? What is your general thought process with that? Yeah. I mean, it's really, um, it depends on where you're at with your product. So if you've been running a lot of products for quite some time, um, and you, can see based on results, past results, what are your top sellers, definitely put those ones foot forward. Like those, those are the ones you should lead with, especially with the retargeting and with the audience targeting campaigns. If you've got that data, just run with your top sellers, because historically speaking, that means those are the only ones that are gonna, that should perform well also in those campaign types. So, um, but if you don't have any data and you're just launching, I really feel like the retargeting is the best way to get the, that, that visibility and that push. And then maybe wait on the retargeting and the audiences until you get really a good feel for how this particular product is performing overall with my PPC um, before using the retargeting and the audiences. I, I kind of feel like that's, that's, those types of campaigns are really for things that have proven themselves uh, more than stuff that's brand new. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, this has absolutely been great. I know Vince is a very, very busy man. So I would just want to leave things off with, um, heading into Q4, what would you tell, what would you be telling any seller to do immediately? Um, it depends on how much data that they have. So in, in atomic, um, our sellers can see up to two years worth of data. 
Um, so what I always say is, you know, look back at last Christmas. If you have the same product, look back at last Christmas. Now that you have a full data set, see what worked really. And then just make sure you crank that up <laughs> for this holiday season. So, um, but if you don't have access to that, it's a, if it's a brand new product, you know, there's still things that you can do. You can look at, you know, uh, maybe through October, you can just make sure you're tracking the search volumes, make sure you're tracking the activity of the keywords, especially those that are making sales and make sure you're just looking at that and saying, okay, these keywords, these are the ones I'm going to have to bump up, you know, maybe for prime day uh, as well as for, for the holidays. So it's really always just looking at uh, previous data if you have it or looking at recent data and just making sure you're, you're doing, you're amplifying that. Um, and then stock, obviously, if you're tracking your stock, you can, you can see that you're going to dip right before Prime Day or right before the holidays. Definitely want to make sure you take care of that. That's the biggest, the biggest killer of, of PPC is uh, what I've seen is when sellers run out of stock. And uh, obviously, they can't always control that. We've got a lot of issues right now in supply chain. But that is, I, I've seen far too many accounts that are doing really, 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 really good, maybe too good. And then they go out of stock and then they're out for a a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks is okay, but more than two weeks. And it's almost like you're kind of restarting over in the algorithm, which is, which can be really, really tough. So um, definitely something you want to stay on top of. Awesome. Um, I just want to say thank you for giving us your time. Um, you're welcome. I know, I know everyone is going to enjoy this. So um, that is a wrap for this episode of tacos Tuesday. Hopefully we have Vince on for another time. But, um, we'll do, we'll do it. Maybe I'll have you on my tacos Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> I'd be more than willing to. Uh, Signing off, I'm Trevon Heath. He's Vince. Um, and see you guys later. Thank you.